So I've got to say good day. <laughs> I feel like saying good day, sport. That's what you hear every time you put on the telly and there's an Australian program. Yeah. Um, today, it's wonderful to have uh, Jermaine uh, Brito Silva. I always get it the wrong way around. Jermaine is an old friend, an old friend from school. We've known each other for years and years. And Decades. we're actually quite a lot alike, not just physically. Um, a lot of people have in the past confused us. Uh, you have beautiful green eyes that I don't have. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole, the whole, we've always kind of kept in touch. So Jermaine, Jermaine is a therapist. What she does is pretty amazing. And um, it's always worth getting this message out to people who are listening, who may be suffering from mental health like we all do and um uh Jermaine well, I, I messaged me and said I'd, I love your podcast because you live in Australia I do I do so listening to my podcast could be like a little bit of home because yes. we 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 I interview quite a lot of people from Jib they're not there's always a Gibraltar connection somewhere that's right and it's lovely to to get that connection and and find out more about people it's always interesting to and reconnect why did you end up living in australia tell us tell us a bit so you were brought up here you absolutely yeah. grew up here married to a gibraltarian and um we were living in the uk and uh, he'd always wanted to go to australia so it was kind of part of the package so i i said i'd go for a couple of years i'd have a, you know see how it went yes ended up um well that was over 25 years ago. Unbelievable. So, so he had hmm. a job in Australia. Well, we no, not really. We didn't. You no, just went without a job packed, kind of thing. We packed up. Um, yes, young, free and That's right. No we children. had a one-year-old at the time. Oh. So it was very brave. Um, I, I think it was just the right time to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, and it's worked out very well. We've since got another two children. And, <laughs> Australian um, children. Yes, and they are. And I always say that my children are Australian. And my parents are Gibraltarian, and we now are the bridge in between. We are, um, we are, you know, after all these years, we are, we are both. We, yeah. It's wonderful. I mean, you know, bringing both cultures into yes. into one. How do they feel? Do they feel Gibraltarian? Because at the end of the day, you and your husband are both Gibraltarian. That's right. Are they Gibraltarian? There are elements. They are. They're, they um, obviously in all their upbringing, everything is Australian. But culturally at home, we are Gibraltarian. We're a yeah. Gibraltarian family. And this, in the most Gibraltarian of ways, shows up in the food. You know, Christmas, <laughs> of course, right? Christmas, Christmas in the sun. Christmas is very different in the sun. It's probably the one thing that I still haven't got used to. Um, but it's absolutely um, Gibraltarian. And we do pan dulce and we do all our, you know, the, the roasted. Um, and we're lucky that my brother's in Australia as well. So that helps as well. He lives we, near you? He lives about 15 minutes away from oh us. Oh, my gosh. I know. To go to the other side of the world and, and end How up lovely 15 minutes away. How lovely to have your brother there. And so, so yes. Our, our Christmas table looks very Gibraltarian, mm. even though it would be the equivalent of doing a roast turkey in the middle of August. <laughs> Which is with those temperatures. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always, we've always, as, as my family, we've always thought one year we're going to do a different Christmas. Yeah. So we're talking about Christmas in Australia with a, with a difference on the Barbie uh, and then having a swim. Um, what about your identity? How, how, you know, how do you feel um, being there and being Gibraltarian? Are, yeah. yeah, I feel very Gibraltarian. I, um, you know, my roots, my essence is Gibraltarian. I'm being that to the core. Um, the, um, 
the thing with Australia, I suppose, is that it is so multicultural. It is a essentially an, an, you know, a community or a nation that's grown up out of migrants. So to an extent, it's quite welcoming of, mm. of different cultures. Um, there are problems like everywhere, but, yeah. but, it is, but at its core, it's, it's encompassing. Yeah, and then you've been there 25 years, but you yes. spent three back, you came back, didn't you? Yes, we did. So we what, came why was back. that? We came back when the, the children were very young. Our youngest was was one, um, and it was this sense of being Gibraltarian, of wanting to be near, around, surrounded by family, of mm. giving the children that relationship with their grandparents. These are the things that were missing in mm. Australia. Um, and yeah, of course, because both grandparents are here. Both sets of grandparents, all the family. Yes. Um, you know. Um, so yes, aunts, uncles, extended family, and friends. Everyone was here. And that was, that was what drew us back. Um, but I think what we found was that we'd been away too long. And so we didn't quite settle. We struggled to, to settle back. Mm. I think one of the things Why? about Australia was yeah. the space, the sense of space. Mm. And that obviously was the, we were living in a, in a flat on Main Street. Um, and they had no outside living area, for example, no balcony, no terrace. And, and that was something that when we you were spending... a lot. Yes. We'd mm. been used to living a great deal out, outdoors, and that was something that really we struggled with. Yeah. So you go back to Australia. We go back to Australia. And that made you happy? Um, yes, I think I was a lot more settled when I went back. Mm. Um, that um, And... The children, as I say, have grown up very Australian and the opportunities that they've had um, yeah, may, might not necessarily have, have had if we'd here. stayed. Yeah. Yes. So so you carry you live life, your husband goes off to his fab job. And then yes. what do you what do you do as a as a I'm a mindset you, coach. So okay. and a change manager. And have you people, always done that? No, my background is in communications. And in fact, while I was in Jib, I worked as a journalist and and I presented my own TV program. I remember, which is where I think people here. confuse us because I think people think we're <laughs> one and the same person. <laughs> but Maybe. Um, I did do that, and and I have an editing background. So very much words and people are my my background. And I fell into change management quite by accident because I was helping out a friend. And um, as a, as a, in, in training, and um, loved change management, and enjoyed my time as a change manager and in corporate. But what I found was my passion, my yearning, was always to people. Mm. And so, rather than um, I, I, um, I gravitate towards helping and supporting people, even within as a change manager within business. And so, um, you know, this and my background in self-development, I, I was very naturally drawn towards um, towards mindset coaching, towards okay. coaching. So you used to coach com companies before? Yes, essentially that was okay. exactly what I so did. So you'd what, go into businesses and just That's right. give, a, give seminars and stuff? No, as a, as a consultant, oh. which is such a grand term, but yeah. as a consultant, I would help businesses to manage the change. So for okay. example, um, if, a new, if they had a new IT system coming in that was going to impact people's jobs, um, I would help support those people through that 
change, that introduction of the new IT system, whether that be from communicating what the changes and the impacts, analysing what the impacts of those changes would be, mm. right through to training them up on the new system. Um, and always there's this sense of what I realised was that all change, including corporate change, comes back to mindset. Okay. Um, and yes, I change mindset. Sure. In all aspects of your life, mindset is everything. That's right. It, it, it rules your day. That's right. So it is, it is everything and everything comes back to mindset. Yeah. And particularly where change. So I'm very comfortable with change, you know, as witness about moving backwards and forwards yeah. countries. Because um, I also lived in Spain for a year, in northern Spain. And um, so I'm very comfortable with change. But it is the number one fear that most people have is this fear of change. It's the fear. It's understandable. It's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And so, you know, the lack of, of clarity of what that future looks like, mm. what it's going to like on, look like, life is going to look like on the other side of this change especially if the change is, um, I'm not going to say unwanted, but unexpected. Okay. Um, so, for example, um, do you know, whether it be due to a change in life, um, the stage of life that we're at, where, um, you know, children have started leaving home, so we find ourselves as empty nesters, mm. or due to a bereavement, you know, mm. that you've been caring for a parent for example, or, or a loved, another loved one, and suddenly, or a relationship, or for whatever reason, you've been caring for a loved one, it's no longer there, you are um, now looking at a very different life, and struggling to, um, to, to move out of where you are, and that's, you know, feeling stuck. Yes. And that's where I can help with the coaching. Okay. And so how do you, how do you market your, I mean, what do you do and how do you do it? Where do you do it? Where do I do it? How do you I yeah. work? Yeah. Well, I have um, always worked primarily out of home. I've, I've oh. been my own business for, for over 20 years now. So um, I, I have during COVID worked um, completely, moved completely online. Yes. So I work out of home. I can work, work online. online. So through Zoom, mm. um, Zoom calls. So I do my coaching, obviously with, with companies. I go in and it's in person and I do workshops. But this is the one-to-one -one coaching mm. is, is online. So I can coach anywhere, anywhere. in the world. It's fantastic. Any time zone and um, anywhere across Australia because, as you know, it's a very big country. And so the distances... You know, I can now reach anyone who's, for example, in the regions, not just in the cities yeah. and between cities. Yeah. And what do you find when you when you talk to people? Um, a lot of people have issues. A lot of people have yeah. these blocks, you know, these, these where you're stuck. We've been talking uh, a little bit today about being stuck, feeling a little helpless and these triggers that, that create this That's kind right. of red circle that we talked about. Yes. Hmm? Um, how, how do you help people? What, what is it that... Chain, can change this there's essentially there's there's um four things that the that i four pieces of the puzzle that need to be in place so i mentioned the lack of clarity the thing that most people um struggle with the most is their internal resistance right and this is um to use a a, a metaphor is like trying to drive a car but pressing the brake and the accelerator at the same time Right. right. You're not going to go anywhere fast. No. You're going to be spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere. So we work on removing 
those resistances, the, the things that self, you know, self-sabotage, right? For example, so this is the third, the third step, the third key pillar is, um, like if I said to you, how successful would you be if you did everything that you said you were going to do? Imagine like going to the gym when you said you were going to go to the gym, eating healthily the yeah. way you said, how, yeah, right? Well, if you did amazingly successful right but that's so why aren't you that's right so why don't you do it Hmm. and one of the reasons we don't do it is because of the self-sabotage habits that we have in place so this is the third pillar of of program that we work on do you know how to recreate um the the habits um so that the habits that are truly in tune and in line with who you are and yeah. how you work, because then you're going to be naturally motivated to the results. And if you're doing, it's, this is all about lining up with your values and your priorities, rather than doing something because it's what you think you should be doing mm. or something that other people value. Yeah. And finally, like the fourth pillar is, um, is the, you know, zero accountability usually when it comes to ourselves. We don't hold ourselves accountable, like the example with the gym or the food. And so what having a coach does, having a coach next to you, is that it, um, it gives you that, that accountability. You know, it helps you to be accountable. So it, there's, other, there's a lot of other things that having the coach does and as well. And there's somebody there that you know you're going to speak to, that you know who's going to say, well, you need to try these things. Have you tried them? So, yeah, you, you need to make a little bit of an effort on your part, I suppose, as well. Holland & Barrett brings you this podcast. I've been a long-time customer for my overall wellness. The brand started in the UK in 1870 and at their two stores in Gibraltar at 53 and 160 Main Street, you'll find a range of vitamins, supplements, healthy food, sports nutrition, beauty, aromatherapy and so much more. There is something for everyone. I want to thank Holland & Barrett Gibraltar for their support. Um, it's taking that step. How would you encourage people to take that step and to really make a change in their life? Because that's the hardest bit. Once you're doing it, yes. I, I mean, I found you've got something to look forward to. You think, oh, next week I can let it all out with someone. And yeah. actually, it's a comfort to me anyway. Yeah. But um, how would you make people take that first step? That is the first step, right? That is the first step. And this is where I draw in. I'm quite unique as a, as a mindset coach in that I draw from the change management. I, cha- I bring in some practices, that tra- uh, strategies and techniques that I've proven to work in the corporate space into this per- very personal space. And that is by looking at... Um, starting off at looking at what the current situation is and where you are, mm. right? And looking at, and then that's where the empowerment comes. So the, the, the stuckness, as you say, mm. it's working through having, creating that vision, you know, of mm. what the future, what it is that you want, and then empowering you to start we walk through the steps. We create the steps. This is, I've got seven transformational tools that we work through systematically during an eight-week program um, to get you to those results. 
And it's all about empowering you. This is okay. So that you can design your life and your future to give mm. you the confidence, the clarity, so mm. that you, um, you have more freedom, you know, mm. you know, better health, that your deeper relationships, those are the kinds of results that we all want in our life, right? That what we're aiming for. What qualities do you have as a person to be able to transmit these, these, these feel good, this, this, this technique that you're using with other people and, and, and get good results? I think my number one, normally people I think would respond to that by saying, oh, you know, the, my listening. But I, I see this slightly differently. I think it's my empathy. This is the thing that, that has um, come through most clearly working both as the, um, you know, on the TV program to, um, to working as a change manager to working as a, a mindset coach. It's my, um, not just ability to, to connect with people at that mm. deeper level mm. and really feel, um, and so they, they feel supported. They feel, they really feel understood because I'm, I relate and connect at that deeper level. So I, I think that's, um, I hope that doesn't sound arrogant. It's just an awareness that, yeah, do, that's do you, what I think is my skill. Okay, what do your, your friends, what do they think about this? What do they say? Do they think you're, what would they say about you? <laughs> um, well, I was going to say about the friends, but the people who actually came to mind were my kids. Who oh, okay. would say, don't go, don't go coach on me. <laughs> You know, that's what they don't say. Go yeah, country, yeah. You know, don't go to, um, because that's yeah, yeah. You know, the the temptation, I suppose, to yeah. to just when you know when you have the tools and you know, sorry, you know you can get the results mm. and you know you can help people. Mm. Of course, your loved ones, friends, family, you want to to help them get the results and live the best version of themselves. Mm. I mean, surely. That's yeah, the best that's gift you, you can give anyone, right? Yeah. What, what is the most joy that you get out of this? Seeing the transformation. Oh, without a doubt. Seeing people transform. Seeing people who are stuck, who are living in pain. Um, people who are living with um, lives that they, uh, you know, the darkness and suddenly yeah. have that, the, that light and joy in their lives and seeing them get the results. And it's, I love, what I love about what I do is that it's so gentle. It's so beautifully gentle um, and, and works at that deeper level. Okay. Um, do you miss anything about living in Australia uh, at all? I do, I do. There are, there are some things that even today I still miss. I, I, miss, um, I miss family. I, that is because your mom and dad are here. My parents are here, and um, that even though we we FaceTime, even though you know we we speak daily, sometimes every other day, it's not the same as a hug. Um, you know, be able to just sit and have a, a coffee and a chat. And yeah. So I miss I miss the friends, the depth of you know some of the friendships of people. Mm. I was out for dinner last night with with a couple of friends who I I grew up with. We've been friends forever. It's this knowing you yes. know, and so obviously that that and the only other thing is. Christmases in winter that is like I mentioned before <laughs> well then like, you need to come over for Christmas maybe <laughs> just that natural yeah. cycle of having the summer in the middle of the year as opposed to you know having 
Christmas in the middle of summer, yeah, so I'm sure everything happens weird. at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. And where are you going with your therapy, Jermaine? I mean, you're an established therapist and coach now. You have your own business. Yeah. Um, you've got your clients. Hopefully you'll get a few yes. more after they listen to our talk. Um, and where? How do you continue? Do you look up a lot of stuff um, to keep yourself updated with yes. what's going on in, in the world? Yes, I absolutely. My personal philosophy is about always learning. Um, because if you're not growing, you know, in nature, the cycle, if you're not growing, you're decaying. There's only two states in nature. And so I believe in always learning and always um, researching. So I will always continue to work on myself so that I can bring the best for my my clients. Mm. Um, Do you learn new therapies and new things as you go along? Techniques, always reading up. At the moment, I'm particularly passionate and fascinated about the area of neuroscience and neuroplasticity. This idea that how we reprogram our brains, mm. how um, just how um, you know, just because we've always done things in a certain way doesn't mean that we continue, have to continue doing them. We can rewire. We now have the scientific proof. Mm. I have visuals actually um, that share my clients of how you physically can rewire the neural networks within your brain. Mm. So, you know, this is change, changing your brain, physically changing your brain. And we can do that. We can do that now. And it's an area that's sort of immense growth over the last 10 years. Yeah, so I mean, I never heard me. of this before until yeah. recently. And there's quite a lot of people, yes. I, um, as I've mentioned before, do tapping. have, And yes. that is very beneficial to me. Yes. I've also done a bit of NLP. Yes. And that's also helped me. Absolutely. Um, so it's good that all these therapies exist. So people maybe don't have to go the, down the medication route to feel better. Absolutely. What better way of healing ourselves than using natural therapies like tapping. Yeah. I'm a big fan of tapping. Um, and we're essentially working with the natural flow within our bodies. Um, and everything comes back down to the electrical impulses within us. Mm. And so these electrical impulses, um, you know, and I mentioned the habits before, but that's what we're doing. We're using neurological linking. Mm. Um, when I mentioned, um, you know, removing the internal resistances, we do that. We do, there's, there's essentially three types of of blocks that we have during, you know, in our in our bodies, and we physically they show up physically. If we mm. don't heal them, they yeah, they, they show up they as disease. Mm. I truly believe, and and um, Louise Hay was start was was doing this, you know, way back in, in the 60s. It's um, about showing up as physical illness within our body if we don't deal with it at the yeah. emotional, psychological mm. level, mm. it will show up. And so I love that I'm working at that at that deeper energetic level. How do you de-stress when you get stressed? The, well, you live by the sea, so the sea. you just jump in the sea. The sea. That's what I do. The sea walks along the, the shore. I cannot imagine ever not living by the sea, having grown up by the sea. Um, you live right on the beach. I do. I do. I live I live on Beach Road. <laughs> on Beach Road? <laughs> beach Road. Literally. So it's a walk across the road and, and the beach is, is there. Um, and, and I love just being on, on the, uh, you know, the shore particularly is a, a great place for just grounding and centering and, and just sitting, maybe journaling. Journaling mm. is a fantastic tool I'd recommend to anyone. 
um, you know, just write, let it, let it flow out onto the page. Anyone can do that at any time. Yeah. So we have tools that we can tap into. Yeah. Um, have you ever asked yourself, this, this podcast series is called Why Bother? Um, I've often asked myself that. So have you? Mm-hmm. I have. I have. Um, and my, my why comes back to um, when, when the kids were very little. And, um, and I, I remember walking into my first um, self-development seminar. And I remember the person who walked in that weekend and the person who walked out and the change that, that I experienced. And that's why I bother, because I'm passionate about sharing that, sharing that experience with other people, mm. you know, bringing that awareness that there's this whole world of knowledge and techniques out there that you can use to to just make live yeah, a better life. life, to change. You can change your life. Yeah. It does change your life. It changed my life. It changed my life. So it's a great message to get out yes. there. Um, one last thing. Yeah. Fire away. <laughs> this is a silly one. If you, were stuck silly on one. A, if you were stuck <laughs> on a desert island and you could only be with one person, who would it be? Ooh, I, I feel like actually my, my best friend, my best friend through life, um, and I happen to have been married to him for the last 30 years. I know it's such a cliche, but it was, I have been stuck on a desert island. With him. I moved across the world with him. So uh, we continue to, to, to challenge each other to grow. And he still, um, yeah, I, I feel like he makes me be a better person. And um, so, yes, I think it I yeah. hope he listens to this talk. I'm going to make sure he does. <laughs> Jermaine, it's been fab to chat Thanks, with you. Thank you so, much, so much. Because I Thank know you're you. off soon. And um, yes. you're off to see your daughter in London. And yes, in next England. week. We're stopping then, off on the way. She's doing a back. gap year. And then, and then back to reality back and to back reality. to work. And, well, yeah. at least we have a little moment that we can keep forever. This was just on, fabulous. On my Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank <laughs> you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to series three of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a big thank you too to artist Beatrice Garcia for designing the podcast icon. Her website is beatricegarcia.com. Thank you for listening and please like and rate the show. And should you want to get in touch, my email is rougechip at gmail.com.